Tsunbie refers to a unique basketball game in rural China that started to fame in Taipan village in Guizhou province. It's a remote, mountainous village in southwest China, and the tournament is completely primary level tournament organized by locals and played by locals. For decades, ping pong and badminton have dominated China's community sports, but new forms of community sports are spreading across China's villages. Our sports reporter Yang Guang is watching the development of basketball in a county called Taijiang. They're famous for their local tournament, fondly referred to as the Tun Basketball Association or Village BA. The tournament is so popular that the authority is launching a national Tun BA game this summer. It's a very big project, I think, very ambitious to involve all the regions in China to play in this game format. All players must come from rural areas, and the players on the same team must come from the same village or the same town. What could go right or wrong with a national basketball tournament just for farmers? This is Deep Dive. I'm Sui. This episode is brought to you on Friday, June 16th. What caught Yang Guang's attention first was the number of spectators at a village tournament. Tens of thousands of people would flock the courts to watch the games. By the way, it's not basketball arena like in the NBA or the CBA. It's just an outdoor court with some basic facilities and spectator stands. But every year when the tournament begins, people would pack the village. You have to be there at the court hours in advance to take a seat. I watched the live streams for these games before, so I knew there would be limited seating. So I brought my own stool. I don't want to leave because I'm afraid of losing this spot. I'll stay till the game ends past midnight. But it's totally free of charge. Those who come late and don't have a seat would stand on ladders to watch the games or on the roof of the buildings. Actually, this also triggered a ladder renting business in the village during the tournament, and the popularity also spread online. The annual tournaments would have hundreds of millions of views on social media platforms.、Mm. So, how many teams are there? Uh, well, initially, there were only several teams before the tournament famed up. But as the event expanded last year, there were nearly 180 teams participating, and、uh, they came from different villages across Guizhou.、Um, it has become literally unofficial provincial tournament for village teams in Guizhou, and there are now different categories:、uh, the children's group or women's group matches. Are there any people coming back from other places in China to join their hometown teams? Indeed, yes. Every year, there are people who live or work elsewhere. For example, in mega cities like Shanghai or Shenzhen, coming back to Guizhou to、uh, participate in the games. Not only as players, they come back to be spectators because spectators are a huge part of the success of the games. They come back to be referees, organizers, or Or in many cases, vendors who would make a fortune with so many customers during the tournaments. There is a great sense of community and pride and tradition there.、Um, the games have become part of their culture and identity.、Mm. I was wondering, what are the prizes for winning the tournament? 
Yes, this is also what makes the tournament so unique because the prize for the winners of the game are totally local products.、Uh, apart from a symbolic trophy, the champions of the tournament would be awarded a silver hat made by the local Miao ethnic group. There are also agricultural products on offer for the podium finishes, like fish, ducks, and rice donated by local villages. Uh, like in the NBA, there are also interactive games with the spectators on the scene during the timeouts or breaks between quarters. The spectators also have chances to win those prizes themselves and、mm. go home heavy-handed. It's also one of the reasons why the tournament attracts so much audience.、Mm, very interesting. You mentioned a tradition, so tell us a bit of this tradition of playing basketball there, because I think the tournament. Cannot just come out from nowhere and suddenly becomes a thing. Actually, this basketball tournament is part of a local festival called Changxingjie or Chuxingjie.、Um, people celebrate every year. It's a festival where local ethnic minority families sit together to have a meal and organize various activities to wish for a forthcoming harvest season. And the playing basketball has been part of this. There were also other games like bulls fight or cock fight. They are not played anymore, but basketball has been preserved well.、Um, the elderly villagers recalled that decades ago there was already basketball games when the Changxingjie Festival came. They said back then they didn't have proper facilities. They used balls made from rubber and constructed their own basketball backboards and basket to play. Basketball is definitely the number one sport in our village. In the past, we didn't have good facilities. There was only half a court, but now everything is different. So this has been a festival tradition through a really long time, and、uh, now the tournament is even more famous than the festival itself. Partially because of you know social media exposure, and partially because of. People's pure passion for basketball—it's not commercialized, not sophisticated, and no investments are involved. People see real enthusiasm, and the sports bring people together. Is Guizhou the only place in China that has such kind of a village-to-village -village basketball game? Actually, no. Basketball games like this one in Taipan Village is very common across China. For example, villages in Guangdong and Fujian. Also had their own unique tsunbiyes,、uh, different from the one in Guizhou. Their games would invite professional players, even some retired NBA or CBA players, as contestants. Mainly, they would offer entertaining games with slam dunks, skillful dribbles, as a show to villagers.、Mm. And similarly, these games are held during festivals or other important occasions for the locals, along with other activities like. Lion and dragon dances. So even though there are differences in game formats and stuff, there is one thing in common, that is the social nature in it. So what makes Guizhou able to magnify this popularity and turn a tradition into semi-professional tournaments? Like you mentioned, maybe the role of a social media. I would say the Guizhou games are more competitive.、Uh, like I said, some of the basketball games in villages in other parts of China. Are just the shows,、mm. and they are meant to entertain during festival celebrations. But the games in Guizhou, competition between normal amateurs, 
the games can become intense.、Mm. For example, in last year's final team Chandong Nan won the title after a narrow victory against the team Zhuyi. The final score was sixty-eight to sixty-five.、Mm-hmm. The game was a seesaw battle、um, until the final seconds, before one team stood out as the winner. They take basketball seriously. It may not match the competitiveness of the CBA games,、mm-hmm. but it's still thrilling to watch. But to extend a little, if you think about it, even though Guizhou has the unique rural basketball games that cause national sensations. You seldom hear stories of top professional players that come from Guizhou,、mm-hmm. and the Guizhou doesn't have a professional club in the top tier CBA league. It shows that there's a bottleneck to the sports development in the region. The passage from amateur to professional basketball, I would say, is misty. A rising talent may not have a method offered to him about how to turn professional and truly convert the talents into something bigger. I mean, Guizhou still lacks construction of a blueprint to build this path. It may involve a lack of investment or professional scouts or club levels.、Mm-hmm. So, sports-wise, we need more than just the fun games that gather people.、Mm. So, since you mentioned professional games, some observers also say the popularity of Tunbia has something to do with people, with spectators getting tired of the over-commercialization of professional basketball and sometimes occasional malpractices. How do you see this? Yeah, there there has been some news in China's professional basketball this year that produced some negative impacts in the CBA playoffs. They have.、Uh, Even some matches that arouse accusations on game manipulations. So yeah, to some extent, the true passion and unsophisticated players for basketball in the Zhuanbie games may offer fans something different. It's like college basketball in America. The NCAA、mm. is totally different thing than the NBA, and some fans prefer to watch the former.、Right. But、uh, honestly, I think professional basketball is interactional. With、uh, community basketball or street basketball, sports-wise, the professional leagues still represent the highest level of Chinese basketball, and and commercialization is necessary、mm. because it brings out the best of the best. Then the success of professional basketball generates huge fan base, like what the NBA does, which are reflected in mass participation in community basketball, like in this case, the NBA, and in turn. Community of street basketball helps build this basketball culture and nurture the top athletes for professional leagues. So it's not one thing or the other. No matter how successful the community basketball tournaments, like in this case, Chun BA are, if the professional leagues stay underdeveloped, it's still a dead end、mm. for basketball developments.、Mm. So let's talk about the influence of this community sport. How much economic potential is there? Because we know most professional sports events bear economic value, and some can generate huge profits.、Mm, yeah, I agree. It's huge. Money goes to whatever events that have massive fan base,、mm-hmm. and the NBA is no exception. There were reports that、um, the big investments had been offered to sponsor NBA, but the organizers declined it.、Mm-hmm. The success of NBA roots from the primary level games that weigh more than the games over profits, that encourages open participation and inclusive games, 
In other words, the people call it a taste of village when they describe how they feel about the Tsunbia Games. So it's just the best to keep it what it is now. And the economic value has been reflected throughout the tournaments already. During the tournaments every year, people from different parts of China visit the village. It's said the village roads would be jammed through midnight on match days.、Mm. And the stats have it that demand for hotels, restaurants, and stores in the village would be as many as eleven times higher than the weeks before the annual tournaments. Without basketball, few people would know about Taipan Village. So the sporting event surely develops tourism in the village and brings concrete economic benefits to the villagers. And the first souvenir store on the basketball tournament has actually opened. To sell mascot products, basketballs, and jerseys, so local villagers have already benefited substantially from the tournament.、Hmm. So you know, the first thing that came to my mind when I first heard the news is that it's a perfect way to revitalize a rural culture in China because it's long been an argument that China's rural areas are hollowing out because of the rapid urbanization and low birth rates. So for me, this game could be an epitome of the all the changes that are taking place in rural China. What, what do you think? It certainly is the case because, to some extent, the Tsunbia is beyond sports.、Mm. Its economic and social influence is also massive. It gathers people in villages. I know some of the spectators would drive hundreds of kilometers to watch the Tsunbia Games, and the event even brings those who work in cities back to their hometowns to look for business opportunities.、Mm. A successful event would naturally make people dig into the rural culture. People start asking questions like, "Why has it turned popular? Why Guizhou?" It makes people wonder and eager to find answers, and make them go to the games themselves and the village. So let's talk about the future.、Uh, the central authorities have decided to make more of this and hold a nationwide tournament. So、uh, tell me the plan, because we're talking about a country with tens of villages and hundreds of millions of rural population, and now the Tsunbia is going national. So、uh, how is this going to work? Plan is to have. Four districts across China: northeast, northwest, southeast, and southwest.、Mm. Different provinces would be listed in different districts according to its location. For example, Shanghai is in southeast district, while Beijing would be in northeast district. By the way, there are also villages in Beijing and Shanghai.、Mm. The delegations representing the provinces would go through a round robin. Regular season and then playoffs in each districts as qualifiers. The top finishes in each district and a host team then go to the finals with eight teams competing for the national honor. So as I said, it's、um, an ambitious plan to involve all the regions in China to play in this game format. Then there are also rules to regulate the registration of participating players. All players must come from rural. Areas、mm. and the players on the same team must come from the same village、mm. or the same town. Those who had registered as professional players are not qualified to compete in the games, and the prize for the winners remain mainly agricultural products. And there will also be individual awards like the MVP awards or the Best Scorer award. So it must be a very time and labor-consuming job, like you said, it's very challenging.、Uh, why do you think、uh, they want to do this? 
the benefits of the games would be massive if the same model of the Swimbia success can be copied elsewhere in the country. Think about it. The teams that compete in different levels of games at home courts would bring a great number of spectators from various parts of China to their town, to their villages. And what comes along would be business opportunities to their towns. Tourism would boom. What happens to Taipan village would happen to any village or even the city where the village belongs. So it's very appealing. Mm-hmm. In this sense, the games are beyond just the sporting events. They are also competitions on culture, on economy, or on local development. Meantime, the national village level basketball games would help promote sports development across the country. The competitions would definitely help enhance enthusiasm on basketball and in sports in a whole in rural areas. If there's a mature passage for youngsters to go professional and extend their careers, like I said, it's also a massive pool to find talents, perhaps the next Yao Ming or China's Steph Curry, who knows? Hmm. What could be the possible challenges to making national? For example, one thing I can think of is who would be the organizer? Like you said, to organize these games would be complicated because we are talking about amateur players mm. from villages, not professional basketballers. They have their own jobs to do and life to live. It would be difficult to keep an intact team throughout the whole season, I guess. Also, Transportation would also make teams in a pickle from time to time because we are talking about teams traveling from one province to another in the district-level games in China. The distance would easily surpass 400 or 500 kilometers to mobilize all the teams across China, like what clubs do in the professional leagues in the CBA. It's quite a challenge. Another risk would be As the investment pours in, it's hard to keep the basketball games in the villages as they were. Things may change over the course. It would be difficult to keep the original aspiration, I guess. Mm. What can be done to make it more like sustainable, more institutionalized, so it won't be a social media fad? Well, I think the best way to manage the games is not to manage them or as little as possible. The TwinBA went viral for a reason. A big part of it is that it develops naturally without official guidance or sponsorship. Yes, we're going to have national games, but it doesn't necessarily mean that organizers now need to quit and let local governments take the driver's seat. I think authorities can play a role. Uh, Definitely, they can play a role as the coordinator between different districts or to schedule the games and to help scout teams that help them in the sports careers. And it's not only basketball. Um, Previously, the dragon boat rowing competitions Mm. also became a national thing. It's also a folk sports event. Also, I know the football village Super League Mm -hmm. uh, in Guizhou is causing much of stir these days across China as well. In the latest episode for our sports podcast, The Sideline Story, we will talk about its success. If you are interested, don't hesitate to subscribe and listen to our discussions. As Yang Guang just said, the buzz that sports bring to quiet villages is not only limited to basketball. Another county in Guizhou called Zhongjiang is also hosting a football tournament called the Village Super League. In Guangdong province, villagers are busy prepping for their annual dragon boat racing. The finals are due at the Dragon Boat Festival next week. 
Interestingly, most of these sports events happen parallel to a cultural event. With fairs, games, and cheering crowds, this summer is getting as festive as it can be in rural China. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Sui, and my colleagues Fei Fei, Li Yunqi, and Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to CGTN Radio reporter, also the host of podcast Sideline Story, Yang Guang. I will see you in the next one.